0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 13th of May. New emergency alerts have been issued for thousands of residents across southeast Queensland with more torrential rain on the way. The wet weather system that turned deadly in the north of the state is now moving over the southeast, blocking roads, inundating creeks, and triggering dangerous flash flooding. Residents in Noosa, the Sunshine Coast, Gympie, Lockyer Valley, and Scenic Rim are being warned to listen out for emergency warnings in the second major rain event to hit Queensland in just three months. Here's Laura Bockle from the Weather Bureau. The risk of flash flooding and riverine flooding is very real for a lot of communities in Queensland over the coming days. A number of beaches remained closed and authorities are also warning residents across northern New South Wales to be on alert with torrential rain and possible flash flooding on the way. Meantime, the Queensland Government has announced a new $750 million buyback scheme to help flood affected residents. The fund, which will be matched by the Federal Government, Government will help flood-affected Queenslanders rebuild, sell or flood-proof their homes. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk has told Parliament it's all about rebuilding in a better way. Initial assessments from February events show more than 7,000 homes with some degree of damage. These grants literally lift them out of harm's way or replace materials with those that are more flood resilient. Just a week out from polling day and the former High Commissioner to the Solomon Islands has hit out at Scott Morrison during the Prime Minister's visit to Tasmania. Why are you pushing me out of the way? All I want to do is talk to the Prime Minister. Trevor Sofield was stopped by security from speaking with the Prime Minister, but he told reporters Mr Morrison has lost his vote over the controversial security deal with China.
1: We have lost the plot in the South Pacific. The Prime Minister's party has lost my vote. I'm from the electorate of Bass, And because of the way in which they have totally mishandled our strategic interests, I'm no longer voting for Liberal Party.
0: As the ambulance ramping and hospital crisis continues to worsen across the country, one of Melbourne's most senior doctors has resigned. Professor John Wilson, who has worked at the Alfred Hospital for 30 years, says deteriorating conditions across the system forced him to quit, warning lives are being put at risk and healthcare workers are being pushed to their limits.
2: The tipping point really came when uh, we were asked to commit to levels of care that we're unable to achieve.
0: Professor Wilson fears there will be a mass exodus of highly skilled burnt-out doctors and nurses unless working conditions are urgently addressed. Overseas now, North Korea has ordered a strict national lockdown after claims it's detected its first case of COVID-19. State media is reporting an Omicron outbreak in the capital of Pyongyang, but further infections are yet to be confirmed. North Korea has refused any kind of vaccine program for COVID-19, even after being offered supplies from other countries. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to South Australia, and thousands of students may need to resit their NAPLAN exams after a major internet outage. As our reporter, Sean Maynard, says from Adelaide, the race is now on to reschedule assessments.
1: Yeah, well, it seems NAPLAN testing has come a long way from the old pencil and paper way of doing things, but it was uh, looking like schools in Adelaide might have had to go back to the future yesterday. The internet went down in around 70 public schools just after midday. Not ideal when you've got students logged on to complete their assessments. It's actually taking place over a two-week period this year, though, to allow for those with COVID to take part. So efforts to get, those assessments rescheduled within that fortnight window uh, underway. Uh, this was also meant to be the final stage of the transition to online assessments with years three, four and seven. Now, doing the literacy and numeracy tests electronically, meaning no backup paper tests, but as yesterday showed they probably could have done with them.
0: The WA in the state has posted a record surplus of $5.7 billion, with Premier Mark McGowan claiming WA is now the envy of the nation. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has the details from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Taj. The Premier and Treasurer claims our economy continues to carry the nation, and other treasurers agree with envy. WA has posted a record surplus of five point seven billion dollars, which also shows net debt is below thirty billion. Cost of living pressures have also been addressed, with every household to receive a four hundred dollar power bill credit, while fee hikes will be below inflation. Mark McGowan has told Parliament it's a budget for everyone,
2: a fair and responsible budget. A budget that helps families through the challenges of today and sets up Western Australia for tomorrow, for a bright future beyond the pandemic
0: the latest in business and finance news this Friday morning, we're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. We start with some bad news. It seems higher inflation is taking no prisoners with interest rates going up right across the world. And gosh, the share market taking an absolute hammering at the moment.
1: Tash, good morning. Yeah, it's a pretty ugly story, isn't it? The US market down again overnight. Losses year to date in 2022 in the US now hitting almost 19% in what four and a half short months the ASX is not doing quite so badly we're only down about eight and a half percent but it depends entirely on what you own companies that are considered growth or tech businesses that haven't yet made a profit they have absolutely been taken to the cleaners over the past month month and a half i don't know when it ends but the market is absolutely losing its mind when it comes to the impact of interest rates we're going to have to strap in for some more volatility, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a tough ride ahead, Scott. Uh, we all need some good news on a Friday. Now, we don't want to talk about interest rates because they're, as you <laughs> mentioned, going through the roof and so is yeah. inflation. But there is a silver lining if you're lucky enough to be a shareholder with the big <laughs> banks. <laughs> That's is all right. It, is that a silver lining?
1: Yeah, well, it is a little bit, at least for now. Look, at the as you say, nothing for savers, um, costs going up for mortgage holders. But if you're a bank shareholder, Commonwealth Bank yesterday banked $2.4 billion in profit, which sounds like a lot, until you realise it's only one quarter's profit. So that's a remarkable amount of money to make in 90 short trading days. The banks are doing very well, thank you very much. The big watch out, I think, actually, for shareholders is that profit isn't growing meaningfully. Uh, margins continue to be compressed. That's good news for borrowers because it means that the banks are having to get keener on their pricing. So there's something to that. Whether or not higher rates translate into higher profits for the banks, I think there's a decent chance they might. But yeah, $2.4 billion in profit. Uh, CBA shares are doing okay. Thank you very much.
0: And do we go back to the good old cash under the mattress? Because uh, <laughs> Bitcoin, it's some call it <laughs> digital right. gold, but gosh, it's not oh. doing well at the moment.
1: It was supposed to be digital gold, wasn't it? That was supposed to be its big selling point. There was going to be the store of value, that it was going to be an inflation hedge, all that kind of stuff. We just talked about how bad the US market is down. Bitcoin in the same period of time this year alone down more than double that of the S&P 500, the the premier US stock index. Bitcoin's down 41% since we changed the calendar at the beginning of the year. Uh, It's been a, a heck of a ride for Bitcoin as well. And it really does go to, I guess, make the point, even if Bitcoin is here to stay, even if it is something that hangs around and is worth something at some point, right now the buyers and sellers are all in it for the speculation. It's like tech stocks on steroids, unfortunately. And yeah, a tough old time if you're a Bitcoin owner. Um, maybe maybe a reminder too that these things can be volatile and maybe shouldn't be taken to absolute degrees. Digital gold, I don't think so, unfortunately.
0: Sometimes it's too good to be true. Thanks so much, Scott.
1: Sort on. Thanks, Tosh. <laughs>
0: now with Brett Thomas. Good morning, Brett. What a way to start the weekend. Great news for Australian rugby.
2: Yes, absolutely. Good morning, Tash. The Harbour Bridge lining up green and gold last night after months of anticipation. Australia has been named to host not one, but two World Cups, the Men's World Cup in 2027, the Women's World Cup in 2029. They believe this will safeguard the sport's future, which, let's be honest, has been struggling in recent years for the decades to come. It is tipped to bring 2.8 billion billion to our economy, with organisers now to work out with the states and territories to determine the host cities. Executive Director of Australia's bid and a Wallabies legend Phil Kern says we're going to make the most of this. We've got a, a huge opportunity. There's been some negativity around our game in Australia for a while, but that stops right here. This is the day that that stops and it's all it's all upwards for Australia. Yeah, can't wait for that. And the USA won hosting rights for the World Cups after that 2031 and 2033.
0: Brett, the magic round kicks off tonight in Queensland. How's all this wet weather set to affect the ground and, of course, players?
2: Yeah, we've got uh, eight games in three days at uh, the one stadium. Two tonight, the Bulldogs against the Knights, then the hometown Broncos going for four in a row against Manly. They might need to sprinkle some magic dust on the turf because that is a lot of footy played in a short space of time. And as you mentioned, we have had heavy rain in Queensland and southeast Queensland around Brisbane all week. It will continue uh, across the weekend. They will, uh, ground staff, do some running repairs if needed overnight. But Malcolm Caddies, who is the ground manager, is confident it won't be an issue.
0: Look, I think it'll look a bit worse for wear come Sunday, but our goal is that it's safe and playable and we'll do testing between games and at the end of each day to make sure that it is safe and playable. Yeah, they
2: have some world-class drainage, which they will need across this weekend.
0: Absolutely. And Brett, what's the next step for one of the AFL's greatest coaches?
2: Yeah, Alistair Clarkson, of course, he is a man-in-demand coach, the Hawks, to four premierships left at the end of last season. He has up to eight clubs chasing him at the moment, and the Giants are at the front of the queue, uh, parting ways mutually with Leon Cameron uh, yesterday, who was a former assistant under Clarko. So um, that means they will speak to him about his future plans. He gave an insight as to what the biggest factor would be to draw him back to coaching again. No surprises. He wants to win another premiership. It'll pretty much come down to one thing for mine. I, I'd, I'd want to get back involved because I want to win it. And if I didn't feel like I was the bloke that could take that club or that group of players to uh, to win it, then I'll just stay out of the game. That was on Fox Footy last night. Round nine begins tonight at Marvel Stadium. The Bonters back. Marcus Bontempelli to lead the Dogs into battle in a crucial game against the Magpies.
0: Happy Friday, Brett. You have a great weekend.
2: You too. Thanks, Tash. <laughs>
0: And a passenger has landed a plane off the coast of Florida in the US after the pilot suffered a medical emergency. The passenger, who has remained anonymous, had no previous flying experience. When he noticed something was wrong with the pilot, he then stepped in and contacted air traffic control. Here is some of that conversation. No
2: idea how to fly the airplane. Uh, roger, what's your position? I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me and I have no idea. Try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm descending right now at 550 feet a minute. Maintain wings level and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you.
0: Air traffic controllers talked the man through the landing before he safely touched down. Incredible effort. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. And you can also get your latest election news and analysis via the Listener app. Head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Sasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and have a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday. Listen